everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. Hello. I'm sorry, guys. I just had a blank moment there where I was like, what do I say? What do I say? And yes, I hit the panic button. Um, You'd think after all this time that I would somewhat know what I'm doing in terms of these podcasts, but I swear if there is a definition for winging it, it is me. I'm just kidding. You guys, you know what I, you know what I do wing on these podcasts? My jokes. Okay. And I admit that they go horribly wrong most of the time, but in terms of the content, yes, I do try to prepare for you guys. I have noticed that although I'm not a preparey person, um, if I do not prepare, I fail. So fail, you know, gosh, you know, maybe I should start preparing my jokes too. Although that's just too forced. You know what I'm saying? It has to come naturally. I was telling my friend, you know, I like to be witty. I'm really glad you're not here with me because I have a feeling a lot of you guys are cringing in your seats right now. I don't blame you. Um, but yes, I do try to have witty humor back and forth, back and forth. It only comes out around certain people and I do shy away. Um, nonetheless, I really don't want to make this podcast about me because I think we all have something to learn today um, through First John, through Philippians, Things that we're all going to relate to um, and things that I can speak from a place of absolutely relating. And something that I really like to do on these podcasts is start off by showing you guys, you know, where I've gone wrong, um, how I struggle with things, because you know what? There's just something where it's hard for me to relate to people who I feel like I, I can't see, you know, the sin in their lives. I can't, you know, I can't relate to perfection. I can't relate to Little Miss Sunshine. Um, and so here I am. I am going to be Little Miss Sunshine today with band-aids and boo-boos and sin issues. Wow. Tell me why that totally just rhymed. I should make that into a quote. Little Miss Sunshine, band-aids, boo-boos, sin issues, but God still loves her. And she, uh, loves God too. Okay. This is honestly, that was the worst rapping session I've ever done in my life. Um, please forgive me. Oh gosh. I really need to get into this podcast, but first a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys. If you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors, it's all online. It's via zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course, it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it. But let's just get on to the podcast. Oh, well, one other thing too is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. All right. Now we're going to get into the podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about selfish ambition. Now, the reason why I picked this for today's topic is because I was laying down in bed the other day. And I decided that I was going to open my Bible. Um, I keep a little Bible. Actually, it's pretty giant. Um, under my bed. And I keep it there for when I want to read before bed. And I opened it up. Um, actually, here's the here's the thing. I was listening to Elisa Turker's podcast. Oh, podcast. Hello. Um, I was listening to a book by her called uh, Uninvited. And it's been out for a while, bestseller. And I started reading it. I was like eight chapters in um, like a year ago. And I kind of just stopped. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back in it. And she was talking a lot about rejection and overcoming that. And also she talked about um, what we tend to do when we compare ourselves to other people. And a lot of that comes down to us feeling insecure in terms of our gifts in comparison to other people's gifts. And she was spitting out verses left and right. And I was like, let me get a pen and write this down because I think that this is something that I have struggled with for a long time. And it's hard for me to come to prayer and about it because oftentimes I don't catch this and I don't look at it as something that I should refine in myself. Is this envy and this jealousy and this comparison um, over my gifts versus other people's gifts. And this happens to a lot of us. I mean, this, think about, you know, what gifts has God given you? And do you tend to compare yourself to other people with similar gifts? Um, Maybe you're really good at singing and you're insecure around other girls or guys that are great singers. This could be the same thing with your job. Maybe you have a great um, job, whether it's in ministry, whether it's not. Do you compare yourselves to other people? Do you do this with other areas like hospitality? Do you compare yourself to other perceived good Christians? Do you compare yourselves to other people's um, ministry? Do they have a large ministry? Maybe you're starting out small and you're feeling insecure because they're way ahead of you. And Honestly, something that I find that's really hard is when you're really passionate about something, let's say you're really passionate about art, you're really passionate about your creative abilities, and you notice that there's another Christian, another Christian girl, another Christian guy that comes along and they have a very similar gift, a very similar talent. Maybe they're trying to market themselves off as exactly what you're trying to market yourselves off. And now you're suddenly starting to feel like there's tension, maybe there's competition between you and this other Christian. 
um, and you honestly are feeling torn inside and you're probably not feeling um, feelings of security and feelings of significance in Christ. In fact, you're probably feeling insecure. You're probably starting to feel insignificant. And you're probably starting to feel envy creep up. And these are things that the Bible does not stray away from talking about. And that's why I love this um, chapter in Philippians. Philippians 2, but specifically, we're going to be talking about Philippians 2, 3-4, through 4, which says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition, or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, when I read this uh, passage, I definitely felt the conviction of knowing that I do tend to lean more on the side of selfish ambition, conceit, whether I want to say it or not. Um, And I am almost always looking out for my own interests over the interests of others. And I know I'm not alone in that, um, but it really has to be a conscious choice to read passages of of the Bible like this and slow down enough and reflect enough to where we say, okay, I recognize that there is a definite um, divide and issue where I, my life is not aligning up with what scripture says here. And for a lot of us, selfish ambition is there, whether we see it or not. And to define it, yes, ambition is a desire for rank. It's a desire for fame. It's a desire for power. And when you throw selfish in front of that, Selfish is a concern exclusively concentrating on your own advantage, pleasure, well-being without the regard of others. That's an important thing to make note of here. That selfish ambition is an ambition. It's a desire for fame or power that is exclusively concentrating on yourself. It's exclusively concentrating on your own advantage, your own pleasure, your own well-being without the regard of others. Now, we don't have to necessarily take this to the extreme of fame or power necessarily, but you can think of ambition as something that you're striving for, something that you are reaching for as a goal, whether it be in your career, whether it be using the gifts that God has given you. Um, and we have the option to go, go use these gifts that God has given us for his glory, or we have the option to start twisting and melding in our own selfish desires in that maybe that be self-recognition. Maybe we want recognition for all the things that we're doing. Um, that could also be, honestly, there we go, fame and power um, in the littlest ways, in the biggest ways. Um, and a lot of that often has to come down to us really focusing inwardly first and then secondly, looking outward at what our peers, what society, what people are thinking of. And in American culture or wherever you're living, it might be true that it is praised to have ambition. It is praised to try to become famous, to try to have power. And these are often seen under the umbrella term of success, right? 
Next, moving on, it says to do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. Now we're getting into another term that we can unravel here, which is conceit, which is excessive appreciation of one's own worth. Now, I have to say that a lot of us, including myself, would look at the word conceit and be like, are you kidding me? Um, I have low self-esteem, actually, so clearly I'm doing really great on the spectrum of that part of the verse. Um, But I would actually argue that you can be conceited and still have low self-esteem because I think that ultimately if you're focusing on yourself, if you're thinking about your body, your talents, you're concerned about all these different attributes of your life, you're still obsessed with yourself. And I say that not out of a place of judgment, but out of a place of, wow, that's sounds a lot like me. I can have these gifts and these talents that God has given me, but then I become obsessed with it. I become obsessed with you know, wanting to be the best at it. I become obsessed with people recognizing that I have these great talents. And then I also become obsessed with my insecurities and focusing on them and dwelling on them, whether it be insecurities about how well I'm being used in ministry, about my voice, about my creative abilities. And in the end, conceit is excessive appreciation of your worth. Wherever you perceive your worth is in your life, if you are excessively thinking about that, um, then that is a problem because he's calling us out in Philippians saying, do nothing out of conceit or selfish ambition. Because this is contrary to giving God the glory, period. The minute we start focusing selfishly inward on ourselves, the minute we start focusing and obsessing over our abilities or our inabilities, we start to not glorify God and and become conceited and glorify ourselves. Even if it's in a subtle way, we need to strip ourselves away from all sin, all things that entangle us, and all things that slow us down from running the race. Whether or not we feel like it's a pressing issue, if selfishness, conceit is in us, we are inadvertently disobeying God. And it's something that we can't take lightly because the minute we start to take sin lightly, the minute we start rationalizing things, becoming okay with with no spiritual growth, and, and that is not a way to grow, to become more like Christ, we have to remember that we need to have a heavenly perspective. We can't keep looking inward first at our own abilities, our own ministries, our own desires, and our own passions. Then looking outward, how are people perceiving me? How are people admiring my abilities? How are people seeing how God is working in me? Um, We need to strip away those things and ultimately look up to God first because that is how we honor Him. That is how we continue to keep ourselves on the train track of glorifying God. If this is something that you are struggling with, I can tell you right now that I am in it with you, girl. Um, I think personally, it I, I struggle a lot with selfish ambition and conceit with my singing abilities and um, also with our ministry. And that's just me being extremely raw. It's part of me that I've been fighting for years is the 
ambition, the desire to continue growing, continue for for fame, which is honestly, it sickens me to say that. Um, and when I live here on earth, there's always going to be a fleshly desire that yearns for things like that, that I have to continually come to God every single day and set at the f- foot of the cross. Um, and there was a time and place where a long time ago, I was posting constantly all the time on Instagram on our Coffee and Bible Time one, just of regular daily posts and just, this is what I'm doing here, this is what I'm doing there. And honestly, one day I kind of had a wake-up call where I'm like, why am I always posting about what I'm doing, what I look like, how my makeup is, and and how my singing voice sounds, and just all these things that were ultimately I realized was me selfishly using our platform to glorify myself, even if it was in the smallest way of, oh, like I'm still potentially leading to people to Christ by doing this post. Um, I was still subtly thinking, what are people thinking of the way I look here? Like, do I look really pretty? Are people going to think that I'm this great Christian? Um, and I ultimately ended up taking a, a really long break um, on our Instagram from doing that because I realized that my um, intentions were a lot of times to glorify self and they were wrong. It was ambition of growing um, a following of people who were Christian, yes, but Christians who liked me. And that was an important thing that I wanted. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to think I was funny. Um, for a long time, I wasn't creating my own Instagram because I was so insecure about um, still on the spectrum of obsessed with what people thought of me. And um, conceit is excessive appreciation of our own worth. I think that that's why, honestly, every person struggles with conceited thoughts, whether people are insecure, whether people are, you know, totally secure in their own worth. When we live in a culture where we're constantly glorifying self, it's hard for the Christian to unentwine themselves from these everyday practices that we're putting ourselves in. And um, really, Philippians 2, 3 through 4 calls us a life against that, especially I urge us all, you, me included, with the gifts that God has given us to truly, truly live a life with our eyes fixed on God first, because God is where our security is found, number one, and God is also where our significance is found. And the world is going to give you the option to look to it to find your security in your followers, in the success of your ministry, in your abilities. Um, It's also going to give you the opportunity to find your significance in your own abilities, in your ministry, in your talents, in your creativeness, um, in how well other people like you. And you're going to have this option and it is going to end up being an everyday battle of taking your cross picking it up, carrying it, and ultimately laying down our conceitedness, our selfish ambition at the feet of Jesus. Moving on, the verse says that everyone should look not only for his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now, I'll tell you that 
Um, one of the beautiful things about God giving all of us gifts and all of us Christians gifts is that all across the world, we are using these abilities to further God's kingdom and ultimately to lead other people to him. When we use our gifts for God's glory, it is an opportunity, a divine opportunity for us to use those gifts, to look out for the interests of others, to love others, to really be the hands and feet of Jesus while here on earth. Um, and so it tells us in Philippians to do nothing out of only looking at our own interests, only looking at our own interests, but to do all things in humility and to do all things looking out for the interests of others. Um, and one thing that I find really, really doesn't mix with looking out for the interests of all others is selfish ambition and conceit because it's like the two ends of a positive magnet, they just immediately repel. You can't be obsessed with your own abilities, be insecure in your own abilities, look, be constantly looking out for how other people are viewing you, be constantly on the rise of, of selfish ambition, of fame and power and really success. Um, if you're trying to have an outward focus of helping and serving others, and that includes people who have the same talents as you, has the same sim or same or similar ministry ideas, um, gifts, creative abilities, it means that we have to look out and realize that God gave those people gifts. They are not your competition. In fact, you guys are both on the same trajectory of hopefully looking out for the interests of others so that we can lead people to Christ when we have the same gifts or we have the same abilities. We can rejoice in the goodness of God that he has given us these things and that he is allowing us to steward them on earth so that we can lead others to Christ. And I know that it is so much harder um, to do than it is to say here. And I know because I'm saying this all out of a place of literally I'm preaching to myself because I need to know this because I get so insecure when I see other people with similar abilities as as me, whether it be singing, I just get all in my head. I get insecure about other girls who um, have similar talents as me, maybe even on YouTube. And I start to compare ourselves and it starts to feel more like competition than it feels like we're both trying to glorify God. And I'm telling you guys that this is all a matter of a heart shift, a mind shift, a change where we come to God on our knees in prayer and we say, Lord, we, I, I truly, I truly recognize the gifts that you have given me. Lord, I don't want to use it selfishly. I want to use it to glorify you. And I want to pray for success for other people who use their gifts for your glory too. God, I pray for kingdom success. Um, I want to do all things in humility, God, which means that for now I need to set aside my obsession with self for good. Lord, help me to do that every day to lead it to you on the cross because I notice that the more that I focus on myself, actually, the more insecure I get, the more I feel insignificant, and the more I find that my worth is unshifting sand. Even in my abilities, even in my ministry, God, the minute that I turn my eyes away from you, the minute... I start 
to feel a massive burden that I truly placed on myself. Now, Philippians says that everyone should look out not only for their own interests, but also to the interests of others. And you guys, when I think of interests, I I kind of relate it down to um, concerns. What are things that are concern concerning in your brother or your sister's life, in your friend's life? What are they concerned about? What are things that you can truly look out not only for your own concerns, but out out of the concerns for others? And I had an amazing class this year um, at school called Studying and Teaching the Bible, and we talked about um, this kind of pyramid, uh, like psychology thing called the hierarchy of needs. And this is something that relates to every, every person in their life. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, this verse Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. And the hierarchy of needs can kind of fit nicely together in terms of a puzzle piece of how we can learn to look out for the needs of others, how we can learn to look out for the interests, how we can look out for the concerns of others based on the hierarchy of needs that every human has on this earth. So when I look at this, I see that our base level, the basic human level of need is our physiological needs. That's water, that's food, that's shelter, that's clothing. The next is safety needs okay that is safety needs of health it's having resources it's having employment and jobs the third would be our need for love and belonging so for friendship for intimacy for family for a sense of connection the next would be esteem needs which is the need of feeling respected the need of of having um recognition and the first and the highest need, so the the least basic level need, but still a need, is self-actualization, which is the desire for growth to be the best that we can be, okay? And these are all needs that everybody has. These are all needs that we should be looking out for in our brother and sister within our community and around the world, obviously starting out with the most basic need and the the most needed need, which is our physiological needs for water, food, shelter, and clothing. And we see this call in the Bible, and especially through the life of Jesus, just that he's always clothing and healing and being there for the poorest of poor. The Bible calls us 
to love these people who don't have these basic needs and to give them out of what we already have. We have such rich blessings, most of us, most of us who are listening to this podcast, to be able to give. And truly, I say, I don't do a good job of this. I I just call myself left and right in this podcast, but um, of being somebody who lives in the city of Chicago for many, many, many months out of the year, um, I pass by people who have needs, who have these basic physiological needs of water, food, shelter, and clothing every single day. And truly, when my heart is yearning for the kingdom of God, then my heart turns towards these people out of compassion and love. And, and I turn away from my selfish ambition, my own conceit, my own obsessiveness of self and comfort. And I turn to them and I look out for their interests rather than my own. And you guys, the times that I do that, Lord, I feel the blessedness and the peace of God in that. And the times that I turn away, I feel the pain of knowing that I rejected the least of these And Jesus called himself the least of these. What we do to the least of them, we also do to Christ. And so there are people in your area, no doubt, wherever you live, wherever you go, who need these basic physiological needs of water, food, shelter, and clothing. And we can ask ourselves, just like this verse is asking us to reflect, to turn to the needs of others over ourselves. Then, of course, we have safety needs next, which is the health, resources, employment, Is there some way that you can be looking out for the needs of others in this area of their life? Is there somebody who you could help with their employment, their health, their any resources? God could be placing that call on you right now. If you know you can help somebody with a job opportunity, just reach out to them. Or same with resources. If you know that they need something and you can just provide a lending hand and help them with that. Or also with health. What is a way that you can be best looking out for the interests of others right now in this health crisis? Of course, then we have the needs of love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. Now, this isn't an opportunity. This is not an opportunity for those of us who are single to say, "Hey, <laughs> it's a need to be intimate." I'm just gonna, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, no. If you are a Christian who can provide somebody a friendship and and help them with that feeling of belonging, if you can be a good family member to somebody, because this is a need for family, just to be truly loving in your family. Um, People need a sense of connection. If you can provide that with somebody, if you can be a loving Christian friend, showing them the love of God, doing everything out of a place of leading them to Christ, they're going to feel a sense of connection with you. And hopefully through the way that you're loving them, like Christ would love them, they'll feel the love of Christ in that too. Now we have esteem, which is the need for respect, recognition, and self-esteem. Um, a lot of us know what it's like to have extremely low self-esteem. Um, and oftentimes it's because, you know, we were looking to others for um, just admiration and recognition. And maybe we were put down. Maybe we're still feeling the sting and the, the pain of these wounds that other people put into us. A knife of rejection, a knife of um 
lack of respect and maybe a place of somebody battering and beating you down and bullying. And that is such an awful, awful, awful feeling. But to know that it is a need for people to feel respected and to have recognition within our friendships and to build up a a good sense of self-esteem, not a conceited sense of self-esteem, but a basic level of knowing that you are loved and treasured and cherished by Christ. You can help lead people to feel respected, to feel like they have recognition and to help build up people's self-esteem. These are needs that people have and you can help people through this by loving them like Christ would love them. Christ brought so many women in the Bible dignity, showed them that they were they had worth. He respected them. He respected the people who were in the lowest of their society. And that was a need that he saw in them and he looked to those needs and provided them. We can help people feel connected. We can help people people feel recognized. And we can help people feel respected by loving them like Christ would love them. The more that we are obsessed with our own needs, um, the more that we, I think, focus on selfish ambition and the more we become conceited when we're constantly filled with our own needs and when we're constantly filled with the desire for recognition from other people. Um, and it's a scary place And it's a vulnerable place to come to the end of the road and realize that you've been viewing your brothers and sisters in Christ and their abilities as competitions. And, you know, that's a surefire and the fastest way to um, lead to a giant gaping hole of insecurity. Um, And when you're fearful of other people's success and other Christian success using their gifts or in their ministries or in their jobs and their occupations, then that's when we see that there is no love. There is no love towards that person. And 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. You guys, when we are living in the love of Christ, when we are loving other people in Christ's love, that casts away the fear that we feel in competition and insecurity towards other people. There is no fear in love. That's a fact. That tells that's in the Bible and it tells us that when you are in love, you should not be fearful because perfect love casts away fear. If you've been living in fear, if you've been living in a place of competition or insecurity with other people because you're insecure that their gifts are in competition with you. I would remind you that number 1 you're not alone, but number 2 Let's not sit in that fear and let's not be stagnant in our faith and let's choose to carry our cross and let's choose to lay down all that ensnares us and all that's weighing us down and heavy. Let's cast out the fear by truly looking to God first and loving Him and then looking not to our own interests, not to our own selfishness, not to our own ambition, but to others. Let's be praying for success all throughout the kingdom for everybody who has gifts and just truly doing everything to honor and glorify God will combat our desire for selfish ambition and conceit in our flesh that that yearns for these worldly things and for sin. Um, so you guys, please be encouraged. 
everything that I said out of this podcast was a place of I am in the boat of constantly battling um, my own insecurities and constantly obsessed with ambition and recognition. Um, And so you guys, I can relate and I just pray that God would be able to work through each and every one of us and help remind us to come to bring these things down at his feet on the cross. Today's podcast was a long one, but a good one. And with that, I hope that you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you continue to look through uh, Philippians and First John is an amazing book. I pray that this week would be filled with love and that Christ's perfect love would cast out the fear that you may have in your life. With that, I say goodbye. That was a very weird ending of this podcast. Um, With that, I say God bless you. I love you all so much. And I'll see you guys next week on our podcast. Bye.